of the debate afterward, give you some analysis, answer your questions, so make sure to check that out on YouTube. Glenn Beck is going to be here in a minute to talk about the left's insane new attack on our children. California sucks even more today than it did yesterday, and, you know, honestly, who knows how much it'll suck tomorrow, but I will give you the details on that. We're going to start, though, by doing Hunter's gun hypocrisy. Now, it's not just uh, guns that are, of course, the focus of this wonderful Biden administration. Joe Biden's a creative guy. You know, he's creating new ways to spend your money all the time, including a new climate core. Mm-hmm. They're going to train thousands of young people. What an honor comes after a similar program was dropped from the Inflation Reduction Act. But, you know, just push it through anyway. Um, included in the training, I assume, a lot of hair sniffing. So if you happen to be a young person who's into that type of thing, you might want to get involved in that. He's also creating a new Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Of course, we on the other side of the aisle have been looking to create more gun violence. So you can see uh, both sides going back and forth at each other uh, there. I, I don't we know, you know, we never get to create any new government institutions on the right. There, it's always the left doing it. You know, it's like we are. And look, I think that's the right thing. I don't want government to grow. But can we have like a government office of baby unborn baby death prevention? Something like that. I mean, are you going to oppose it? Are you going to say you want unborn babies to die? Well, of course, they say that all the time. Um, but it's amazing when you talk about gun violence prevention. They don't even know the facts about what they're talking about. Of course, uh, all these issues are twisted and used for political purposes. When you look at the numbers, of course, they're mo- mo- much different. Mil- media politicians uh, chronically mislead on total number of mass shootings, the data analysis shows. Um, and it also shows that uh, 97% of the deaths in mass shootings um, have occurred in, they don't, first of all, meet the active shooter type scenario that drives the majority of new legislative uh, p- proposals, according to Daily Caller. But also, um, only 38 of the 1,730 cases Uh, that have been examined would actually potentially be prevented by some of the actual proposals being made by the left. They don't know what they're doing with this problem, and that is a problem in and of themselves. Now, one way to prevent gun violence would be to actually enforce the gun laws that we have, like, for example, on Hunter Biden could do that. That's something that could possibly be done. Hunter's lawyers say that he will plead not guilty, however, to those charges. Um, however, they want a, a virtual arraignment, which, I mean, can we all get that request in? Attorney Abby Lowell said in the filing that Biden will enter a plea of not guilty, and there's no reason why he cannot utter, utter those words by video conference. We respectfully request that the court hold Mr. Biden's initial appearance in this matter by video conference, Lowell said, adding that his client was not seeking any special treatment in making that request. Now, everyone gets to, you never have to go to court. You always get to just, could not could Trump have done that uh, on video conference? 
I mean, he's not asking for anything special after all. Biden wanted to minimize an unnecessary burden. See, he wants to save the government uh, on government resources and the disruption to the courthouse and downtown areas when a person protected by Secret Service flies across the country and then must be transported to and from a downtown location. Uh, It's just look, he's looking out for you, American taxpayer. Hunter Biden cares about you. That's why he didn't pay his taxes, because he cares about you and you paying your taxes, not him paying his. Now, it's interesting because there is, we always talk about the left wanting gun control. And in some ways, it's not just the left that wants gun control. The right sort of wants gun control. They want guns to be controlled by the laws that exist already. Uh, Sometimes we find laws that we think are unconstitutional or objectionable. And of course, we fight against those. But like there's not a lot of opposition against, you know, hardened criminals being able to find uh, to buy guns or mentally insane people being able to uh, buy guns. Uh, But when those laws get broken, often it's the people on the left who are opposing them. It's who are the people that are saying, hey, um, we don't want police around to make arrests of people committing gun crimes. It's not the right. The right wants those things to be prosecuted. It's the left that always says, well, you're being too mean to that person. Think of their history. Uh, You're racially targeting them. There's always some excuse for the criminal committing the gun crime. In this case, it's, of course, Hunter Biden. And, you know, we should also note that culturally, it's very much the left who is obsessed with guns. You watch the movies being produced, uh, the video games being produced. A lot of times they are obsessed with guns. And look, I don't have a problem with guns in movies or video games. I really don't. But it's weird that the left who will talk about the influence of, uh, you know, a prayer in school as if it's the most overwhelming thing in the universe and we must not allow it. What if someone mentions God in a classroom? It's going to influence our children. But the two hours they just watched of nonstop gun violence, that won't. Oh, come on. Playing 24 hours a day, a video game with uh, all sorts of gun violence, that can't possibly motivate them in any way. Can't, you can't have any effect. Now, the Bidens themselves are an interesting picture here. I don't know if there's a more dysfunctional family than the Bidens. I mean, obviously, they've been hit by a lot of just tragedies that were out of their control early on. Everyone's out of control. Now they're compounding sort of the corruption that they have with the tragedy. And really, you start looking at this case, and it's, we're at the point now where the Biden family is basically like a, a bunch of guests on the Maury Povich show, except they're dressed better. Like, that's really all we have at this point. It's a mess. It's a, it really is catastrophic at this point. Now, Biden has been saying, Joe has been saying, he's going to be hands-off. He's not going to have any influence in this whatsoever. And honestly, if you believe that, you will believe anything. There's, of course, I mean, any father would want to intervene if it was at all possible. And if you happen to be the most powerful person in the world and your kid was being charged by people you hired Give me a break. I think, honestly, even people who weren't as corrupt as Joe Biden would probably be tempted to put some sort of influence, a little hand on the scale in favor of their kid. Uh, And we know, of course, Joe Biden was doing that, whether he admits it or not. They try to make it seem, of course, like it's the GOP coming after Hunter Biden. And of course, in some ways, that's true, right? Like they are an impeachment inquiry. looks like it's underway. They have been looking at Hunter Biden's finances to try to find more out about Joe. But when it comes to the legal charges against Hunter Biden, these things, I mean, the Republicans have no power. They can't do anything here. Now, in some states, they could bring charges, but they haven't. It's really all been from the Hunter, the Joe Biden DOJ coming after 
the Hunter Biden son. And look, have they done it competently? No. Have they done it way too slowly? Yes. Have they tried to bend the rules in Hunter's favor? Sure. But these are things that are being brought by people who are employed by Joe Biden. Republicans have really have nothing to do with it other than bringing people's attention to it, which then in turn uh, makes it a lot more difficult to push through a plea agreement that is questionable through the court. Um, not to mention that Hunter Biden now has to defend himself in court with the same arguments that his dad has been opposing for years and years and years and years. An odd situation. President Biden aims to tighten firearm sales. Hunter Biden is cross, uh, caught in the crosshairs. We could have the odd situation of the son of a president who is calling for stricter gun laws, challenging these charges as violating his Second Amendment rights, said William Widge Devaney, a former federal prosecutor now practicing at Baker McKenzie. Like any criminal defendant, he's going to use the laws and the arguments available to him, regardless of what his personal beliefs may or may not be. And this is just, look, you've gone through a lot lately. You know, you, the American people have been beat up with inflation and, you know, funding wars and COVID and all this stuff. And you haven't had a lot to enjoy. This, however, will be something to enjoy when Hunter Biden goes to court and says, you know what? This such strong Second Amendment protection that I enjoy as an American citizen needs to get me out of these charges. Uh, that is going to be really fun. Uh, the fact that Joe Biden, who is telling everyone that he wants more people to go to prison for things like Hunter Biden did, then has to, I guess, cheer on his son for upending his own argument and praising you know, Alito and Clarence Thomas in the Supreme Court for the Bruin decision. This is just going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Now, when you look at the factual part of this, I think Hunter Biden kind of has a point here, frankly. Um, you know, the way that we've looked at this over the past few years and these de these decisions and for the Second Amendment have developed, one of the things, uh, and I don't love this reading, honestly. I think it's good for Second Amendment defenders. It's not my favorite uh, reading of why you have Second Amendment rights. But one of the things that they talked about is sort of this historical and cultural uh, significance. If you can look back and find a law that from around the time of the founder founders uh, when they made the Second Amendment and you could say, OK, well, this is kind of must have been what they had in mind because there was a law existing at the time that they were. Uh, and this is the time that they were talking about it. Maybe you can make an argument for a new law today that's similar. So going back in time, there's not a lot of evidence of laws passed to prevent people who were using drugs at one point from getting firearms. Um, and so it, it's questionable whether this is going to hold up in court. I think there's a chance that Hunter Biden legitimately gets off on these charges based on the Second Amendment protections. Of course, that's going to protect everyone else as well from these things. If you want to go further down this road, you may need to amend the, second, the uh, Constitution. You know, that's what this, there's a process in place to do that. If you really want to have this happen, that might be the road you have to go down. Now, Special Counsel David Weiss, of course, handle, handed Hunter Biden a Second Amendment defense um, by his poor... Uh, abilities here to prosecute this crime. And, and honestly, more than even his poor abilities, it was his delay tactics. Bruin, which is the case we've been talking about, was not decided until almost four years after Hunter purchased and lost the gun. And in between, brandished the other gun and correct confused debauchery that was depicted on his laptop, which the FBI has had since 2018. If Weiss had prosecuted the case competently, Hunter would have been charged and almost certainly pleaded guilty by early 2019. 
there would have been no Second Amendment defense at that time. Um, Bruin had not yet been decided. All indications were that existing federal prohibitions on gun possession by categories of convicted and unstable people weren't in any danger of being struck down. Now, that's probably true. It comes from uh, Andy McCarthy, who certainly knows his stuff. Though, again, as a person who really respects the Second Amendment, it's not as if a new Supreme Court ruling creates a new right. They talk about this all the time when, you know, when it comes to... Um, uh, Roe versus Wade. Well, the, this right was created by the Supreme Court, and in that particular case, it was created out of whole cloth, right, by the Supreme Court, just made up. I mean, a, a ridiculous reading, um, and of course, uh, later overturned correctly. However, the point when you make a decision like that is not to create a new right. It's supposed to be the reading of the Constitution at the time. Um, and uh, that is, of course, what Bruin is saying. It's not saying that, okay, up until today that was uh, constitutional and today we're making it unconstitutional. They're saying it should have been unconstitutional the entire time. So, yes, it's true. He probably would have had to deal with these consequences. I don't know if that would have been right, though. And I'm not, I hate to argue on behalf of Hunter Biden. Look, there's thousands of crimes this guy has committed. Get him on the other 999 of them. But, like... In reality, if you don't have constitutional basis for a Second Amendment claim, you shouldn't be going to prison for it. And I, that's uh, going to be a very inconvenient truth uh, for many people who don't like the Second Amendment, that they're going to have to root for it here for a time. It will be delicious to watch that play out, though. I'm going to enjoy it quite a bit. So we have this whole situation where Joe Biden is creating an office of gun violence prevention. And you look at that and you say, oh, my God, is this another ridiculous expansion of government. We're gonna spend billions and billions and billions of dollars and nothing's gonna happen. And you think about that and you think that's a terrible, terrible outcome, right? You spend billions and billions of dollars and nothing's gonna happen. But I remind you, when we're talking about the government, the absolute best case scenario is that you spend billions and billions of dollars and nothing happens. Because the other option here is we spend billions and billions of dollars and a lot happens. And that by a lot, I don't mean they successfully get rid of gun crime. That's not going to happen at all. What's going to happen is they're going to spend billions and billions of dollars and your rights go away. So honestly, we should be cheering for them to spend billions and billions of dollars and nothing happened because that's the best possible outcome when you come to people who want to take your guns, who want to take your rights and are completely incompetent. Hopefully their incompetence overwhelms their ability to take your rights away. Um, what's a fascinating part of all of this, I suppose, is that Joe Biden's Office of Gun Violence Prevention is not going to get rid of gun violence in America. Joe Biden can't even get rid of gun crime in his own family. We're only a few days away, September 23rd, which is Saturday. It's your opportunity to own prime Texas acreage at wholesale prices. I want you to think about the overlook at Richland Chambers. This is a place you can get never before offered two to four acre lake estates for only $79,900. Come see why this is the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. On Saturday, September 23rd, you could also own a rare uh, eight Eight, eight plus acre direct dockable property with over 545 feet of shoreline for only 199,900 bucks. A lot of people looking to move to Texas. People are coming here in, in droves. 
check this out. It's less than an hour from Dallas, only two hours from Houston. These are properties that are serviced in, by paved roads and utilities. You're not like in the middle of the wilderness here. Uh, but you have kind of kind of the, the comforts of, of the wilderness. You have the outdoor life. By now, you can uh, really, really see the value here, and you can have the freedom to choose your own builder and build when you're ready. Located in the mecca of outdoor activities, including some of the best fishing in Texas, there's huge demand for lake property in Texas with breathtaking lake views. This is perfect for second home, retirement, living, or maybe just full-time life. Uh, check it out. Plus, there's no HOA to bother you. No HOA. Buy directly from the developer and save thousands. On September 23rd, these properties are wholesale price to sell in one day. 765-LAKE-NOW. 765-LAKE-NOW is the number to call. Or go online to txlakefront.com. 765-LAKE-NOW or txlakefront.com. Dot com. <laughs> I'm joined now by Glenn Beck. He has a brand new special coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Tonight it is a parental advisory, the explicit plot to control your kids. Be sure to stay tuned. And Glenn, we, we talked about this a little bit on radio today. I was amazed by some of the footage you played. Oh, yeah. Where there is a movement now. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. The, 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 this was, we, we played um, Randy Weingarten, mm -hmm. who is the head of the teachers union, talking about there is no such thing as parental rights. You don't have, there's kids' rights. And then teacher after teacher after teacher online saying the same thing. Uh, we're just living in a different world today. This is leading to a show that we're going to be doing uh, maybe next week or a couple of weeks down the road about the Constitution itself. If you don't know the Constitution, if you don't understand, I got rights, shut up, name them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, if you don't understand your rights, you cannot police the government. And they are just gobbling all of it up, gobbling. If this is allowed to stand, it will spread. And it will spread in probably 25 states. Um, I think we all could use a refresher on the Constitution. Like, and I don't mean just like, hey, AOC. I mean, like, kind of us on our side, too. I think we all need a little reminder. Oh, I, I mean, myself. Like, I me think too. we all could, 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 could use a little time marinating in, it, in, that, in those documents we, a little bit more. We, we have to. We have to, because we are the protector of it. I think everybody is clear now about, you know, oh, I, I swear, you know, protect and defend the country. They don't mean it. Mm. They don't know it. And we don't know it. What about the Constitution? What about it? Um, and if we don't, if we cannot protect it, there is this new thing that's happening this week. I've heard it twice, two different sources just this week. And that is, the Constitution is standing in the way of democracy. Yeah, it is. It is. It's supposed to. It's supposed to. Does anybody understand that? Can anybody defend that? I, I, I would say very few, even on our side, very few could defend that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, you know, we talked about like checks and balances, and that's a very like boring way of talking. But like in reality, we are trying to slow down the whims of people, right? We all have whims. And we talked about this a little bit on radio where it's like walking into the grocery store on an empty stomach. 
The Constitution mm-hmm. provides the meal before you walk mm-hmm. into the store. So mm-hmm. you don't make ra- rash decisions. Think, rules aren't changing all the time. We're not, you know, cha- changing but our entire system why, on a whim. Why is it we are changing our entire system right now? Why is that happening? How is that happening? What is the weakest branch of the government, according to the founders? The executive branch. Executive How are we changing the whole country right now? Making that the strongest branch of the government. The executive branch. We have given a dictatorship. Every time I talk to a congressman, if they're not talking about taking back their own power of the purse. And that's why this this um, uh, budget debate, you know, are we going to run out of money? Good. Run out of money. Until you give the budget back to the House because they're funding all kinds of things that you don't know about that are infringing on your right. That is making the presidential office all powerful, all powerful. It can't happen. It can't happen. I don't want it. I don't want it with the GOP and I don't want it with the Democrats. Hmm. Um. I, you know, I think about this often, um, and I think I got it from you originally, probably, uh, knowing you. Anything good. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, the idea, and we hear this phrase all the time, three co-equal branches of government. Mm-hmm. That's what they love to say, and it's not true. Congress is supposed to be the, the superior, strongest. the strongest uh, branch. They can impeach the other two branches, members of the other two branches. That's not allowed, but no one else has that power. Um, for example, this goes back to really, isn't it a Woodrow Wilson construct here that these oh, yeah. are all equal branches? Oh, yeah. This is this is the way to elevate himself. This is the beginning. Yeah, this is the beginning of the the end. He, you know, some things happen in World War Two. One, we didn't have permanent lobbying people. OK, you'd go to Washington, you'd come in from out of town to visit. But World War One the defense industry set up shop and they saw how much power they could wield if they were there all times. And so all these companies started building shops or building lobbying places in Washington, D.C. When the war was over, they didn't go back home. Okay, so that's where your lobbying really comes from in an organized effort. Mm -hmm. You also then have... uh, Um, the Woodrow Wilson empowering the administrative branch. He, this is his dream. What Biden is doing right now is the Woodrow Wilson dream. And there doesn't seem to be any pushback. People are not, when Woodrow Wilson started down this road and he put people in prison for speech, don't think that's not going to happen if we go to war with Russia. Don't think that if you're saying we should not be doing this, don't think that this all-powerful administration won't accuse you of being a Putin stooge and shutting you up. That's what Woodrow Wilson did, and that scared people enough. What is it going to take before people are scared? And, and if, you don't, if you don't wake up soon... They have all of the power they need, all of it. And you're not getting rid of it because they'll also have AI. They'll have quantum computing, which you will not have access to. It, it's, it's a little overwhelming. It really is. Um, 
A lot of this, too, is coordinated efforts, right? We see a lot of these coordinated efforts come out in messaging. You know, build back better. Yeah. It wasn't a coincidence that everyone started saying that at the exact same time, right? right? The parental rights thing seems to be sort of the same issue where the left has decided to, uh, in mass, all come out at the same time and be like, parents actually don't have rights. Because they believed this for a long time. Do you remember when mm. MSNBC had Melissa Perry? Melissa Hearth Perry. Yeah. yeah. And she was talking she was about... talking about, no, parents don't have rights. We're, we're a village. Right. right. And they made that a commercial in their lean forward yep. campaign, yep. which goes back, I think, to Woodrow Wilson was lean forward. Mm. Um, they're not your kids. They're not your kids. They're not your kids. They're not your kids. And we all know this. no. No, most of the country didn't know that and disagreed with her. They pulled that back. They all believed that. All of these educated eggheads that are all progressive, they all believe that the whole time. It's just now they have the power to impose it. Mm. Because we saw, what's fascinating too is, they went down this road with with Melissa Harris Perry back in the day, Um, and then they seemed to roll it out again a couple years ago most famously maybe in the Virginia uh, gubernatorial mm-hmm. campaign, where McCall mm-hmm. comes out and says, hey, like, mm-hmm. actually, you, don't, you shouldn't be teaching, you don't need a voice in how you raise mm-hmm. your kids. The teachers are there to do that, uh, to teach your kids. Um, and that failed miserably. I mean, there's a Republican governor of Virginia. Why aren't they learning this lesson, even if it's not honest? Because as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. It's a little like Texas. You know, Texas and California have a lot of pull on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, emissions, it's all California. Um, the school books, it's all California and Texas. Whatever these big states do, the rest just kind of fall in. And you're going to have 25 states. I'll bet you 20. Th- this has already passed both the House and the Senate in California that parents don't have a right. You don't have rights. To tell your children what to do, how to, you have to be gender affirming or you lose your kid. It's already passed the House and the Senate. It's only awaiting Gavin Newsom's signature. When that happens, New York will happen. It'll just like dominoes, Mm -hmm. like dominoes. How worried are you that, you know, because I was thinking about this, it kind of reminds me of the um, situation going on with uh, the new Apple iPhone. Okay, new Apple iPhone comes out. They have a lightning connector, right? That's how you charge your phone. Europe passes a law. The EU passes a law that says, actually, we need all chargers to be uniform. And now Apple is changing all their phones to be USB-C. Different kind of connector, probably a better connector. Certainly not going to mind throwing out all my lightning cables. But you see the same sort of thing you're talking about with California happening now in foreign countries where they're passing bills. And companies are like, well, we've got to match those standards, so we're going to impose those standards on the United States. That's why the ESG standards went to Europe first. Mm. They're ahead. Now, coming, I think, next year, if Ford wants to do business in Europe, they have to adapt to the European ESG standards, even over here. So they have to be compliant with ESG standards wherever they are in the world or they will lose the business of Europe. So all of our laws are not going to have to. You don't have to have the law. 
You just have to have the power of money. And they're all falling into place. It is this is the most evil and well thought out, highly respect for the way they've they've put this together. But this is what you get when you have all of the colleges, all of the universities, all of the great, great thinkers, all of the people who spend their whole life just thinking, plotting, planning. And then you have all the money on your side. You have the government on your side. When you have all of these things, which they've taken one by one, you have all of these things in places you can't lose. I I, I don't know if you remember this. In 2008, I did, I talked to scholars all around the country. I talked to, talked to them about the revolution in Czechoslovakia and Hungary and, and Germany and the revolution in, in uh, Argentina, all, every revolution that happened. And I said, how did it happen? What do they need? And I, I used to have a chalkboard up at the studios that had all of the things they needed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's no way they can get this one, this one, this one. They have all of them. They have all of them. Now all you need is civil unrest and war. That's it. That's it. Hunger, civil unrest, war, and all of them are connected. You have one, you have the rest. Hmm. Well, you're ending this on there's no way out. There (laughs) Um, is a way out. There is. But it's not one that... It's God. That's it. That's it. It's a covenant and a return to God. Period. We are a covenant nation. Um, you know, I don't know if you know much about making covenants, but they're very different than making promises. You know, God, you do this, and I'm going I'm to stop smoking. <laughs> right, right. Right, okay. <laughs> you know, that's not a covenant. No. That's not no. a covenant. A covenant is a raise your hand to the square. I'm going to covenant with God. I'm going to do this. And he's going to do this, okay? You don't want to make those covenants with God unless you mean it. Because when you violate it, I think the scriptures say it would be better for you not to have been born. We've had had covenants made from the, the pilgrims to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. We have... We've made that covenant. We have now violated every aspect of that covenant. And unless we turn back to God and say we will honor that covenant, we don't make it. We don't make it. You know, um, there's something about doing something righteous and then being perverted because of your own arrogance, your greed, your vanity, your whatever it is. And you're doing something super, super righteous, which this country started out doing. Mm -hmm. And then because of all these human failings, you become an enemy to all those things. God tends to destroy those pretty quickly. He, you know, you know, he's got a long fuse, but at some point he's (laughs) like, you know what? Clear the tables. Clear the tables. Turn them over. All right, uh, Glenn Beck, new special is coming up tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called Parental Advisory, the explicit plot to control your kids. Be sure to stay tuned. 
As always, you should subscribe to Blaze TV and watch it with your Blaze TV account, blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew and save yourself 10 bucks. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you, as always. Well, our uh, previous guest uh, started not only this company, but also another one called realestateagentsitrust.com. This company can get you aligned with the best real estate agent in your town, no matter where you're living. So if you are one of the thousands of people moving from, let's say, a blue state to a red state, if you're one of those people who's like, I don't want the cold anymore, I'm coming south to something warm. If you're moving somewhere north to uh, for work, whatever the situation is, um, you need a real estate agent in your area from where you're selling your home and your new area where you're buying. You know the prices are go- have gone crazy over the past couple of years. You know the interest rates are high. You better pick right. And realestateagentsitrust.com is a website set up for you for free uh, that will help you make that very important choice. It's realestateagentsitrust.com, a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. The world is filled with mysteries. And sometimes they're not even solvable. You're never going to know how some incredible thing happened or why some incredible thing happened. And that's the case when you ask the question, why is Joe Biden running again? I don't know. Like, I, how could we possibly know? It's, he's incoherent. He couldn't really tell us himself, right? Correction, he can. Now, he's not going to make any sense doing it, but here's what he said. Uh, he says he's running for re-election because democracy is at stake, <laughs> which is uh, it's just so bizarre. He says, a lot of people seem focused on my age. Well, I get it. Believe me, I know better than anyone. Now, how would he know better than anyone? He doesn't know anything. He's not aware of anything around him. How would he know better than anyone else? We're the ones that are aware of how incoherent you are. When you're in one of those uh, moments, like, uh, like Mitch McConnell was, I don't think he knows much of anything, right? And that's Joe Biden's every day. So I don't think he knows better than us, but I guess he's saying like, well, I feel like crap and I can barely get up in the morning and everything hurts. So believe me, I know better than anyone how old I am. Um, He says, I'm running because democracy is at stake and let there be no question. Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans are determined to destroy American democracy. And I will always defend, protect and fight for our democracy. Well, a couple things here, a couple quick notes uh, here for Joe. We don't live in a democracy. We have elements of a democracy inside our constitutional republic. I know people get bored of hearing that, but it's true and it's important. We don't live in a democracy. They want to run this like a democracy so they can make bizarre changes to our country and our constitution constantly. That's what they want to do. Uh, But that's not the country we live in. So I'm sorry about that. Secondarily, like, I mean, look, I get the point here, right? They're just trying to basically draw your attention to January 6th. And hopefully you remember that as a day in which there was a a coup or an insurrection going on. And uh, they were trying to overthrow the government. Um, Now, look, you can look at it uh, January 6th a bunch of different ways. I don't look at it positively. Um, I think it was a bad day in our history. And I don't agree with the things that were being talked about at that time. I mean, I don't I don't think any of that stuff was ever going to work or nor was it right. That being said, uh, we were not on any verge of losing our democracy. Donald Trump doesn't want to throw away democracy. He wants to win the election. Whether he can do that or not is a whole other situation. It's going to be very difficult, I think, for him to do. Uh, But he probably, you know, the thing that's going to make it easy is Joe Biden. 
I mean, if anything is going to make it possible, it is Joe Biden being the nominee of the Democratic Party. So he's done a really bad job. He should be beatable. Anyone should be able to beat him. Uh, it's going to be hard because of the way the media is going to target Donald Trump. And of course, the legal system is currently uh, going after Donald Trump. But honestly, if anyone can lose an election, it's Joe Biden. He's shown that over and over and over again throughout his history. Now, um, look, no one has faith in our democracy uh, with the air quotes as it is now. Very few, at least. Americans trust in political system is hitting new lows. There's a new uh, chart out. The share of Americans who say they have unfavorable views of both Democratic and Republican parties. And you can see it going up, 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 which is not to be, it shouldn't really surprise you. What surprises me, though, is, is that it's only at 28%. Like, I am the 28%. I'm there with you. I have negative opinions of both parties. Now, one party sucks a lot more than the other one, but that doesn't mean I like either one of them, to be honest with you. The polls are, the the percentages are not good. We do not have, this is not a good, satisfied time here in our country where people are looking at our country and with the wonder of mourning in America. That's not where we are right now, and that's sad. I wish we were there, um, but that is definitely not where we are. Now, Biden, of course, is running. He's very old. That's a big problem that he has. But he's also very corrupt. That's another big problem that he has. And now almost half of voters support Biden's impeachment inquiry. This is according to a new poll from the Morning Consult. Uh, 48% of all voters said they support the current impeachment probe of the president surrounding the business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden, and other family members. Out of those voters, 36% of Democrats support Biden's impeachment inquiry. Uh, you know, it was, it, this is really a fascinating part of this poll because we read it, we, we gave you a poll, I think it was yesterday, about the same percentage agreed with the impeachment inquiry. And you're not going to be surprised that it's about half, right? The Republicans agree, the Democrats don't. But the breakdowns are different than that. 63% of Republicans agree with the impeachment inquiry. That's pretty low, I would say, uh, for Republicans, right? I would think that number would be more like 80, 85, 90, right, of Republicans who say the impeachment inquiry is, uh, is, is legitimate. On the other side, I would expect the number to be maybe 5 to 10% of Democrats who say it's legitimate. Well, no, it's 36% of Democrats supporting the impeachment inquiry. Um, independent voters are about split. Now, you've already, if you, look, you're at 50% of, of, of independent voters before any of the evidence has really come out in any official capacity, right? We've seen things leaked and we've seen bits and pieces. We've seen text messages here and there, but it has not been all put together in a fancy little package. If Republicans can do that, they may have real success with this as, as part of the political part of their uh, operation. The other thing is just you, know, you have to depend on Joe Biden doing a really bad job. He's been a really bad president. He has not really accomplished anything of note. Certainly that's been positive for the country. The things he has accomplished have been bad for the country. So you'd think uh, defeating him would be pretty easy. Now, one of the things he has bragged about is his uh, Bidenomics situation where, yes, inflation and gas prices went through the roof, but they've come down since then. And that's something you're supposed to give him credit for. Now, they haven't come down all the way to the levels of when he started, but they've come down a little bit, and that's supposed to make you feel good about his presidency or something. Well, now they're going back up, and all the things he's been bragging about over the past year have, are now falling apart. Southern California gas prices now are soaring to past $6 a gallon overnight. 
$6 a gallon. This is going to make inflation go back up and it's going to have all sorts of problems. And it's amazing to me that the Democrats are saying, well, here's the guy who brought you the $6 gas prices in the first place. Then they went down. Now we're back over $6 in California. Congratulations. That's failing. Who are we going to replace him with if he goes away? Well, the guy running the state with the $6 gas prices. That makes perfect sense now, doesn't it? So what would it be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared before our eyes? We've seen a lot of supply chain disruption over the past few years. And a lot of our country's medicine is manufactured in places like India and like China. And of course, we're in the middle of pissing off India. China obviously already hates us. So what are they going to do? They're going to take care of their own country before they're shipping the stuff to us. Well, what if you need antibiotics? What if you're in the middle of an infection and you need that to be taken care of? You need to have a supply on hand in case of disaster. That's where the Jace case comes in from Jace Medical. It's a great way to keep yourself prepared for the very worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, things like respiratory illnesses, uh, infections, uh, sinusitis, skin infections, a whole lot more. It's a great way to be prepared for shortages, plus just perfect for traveling. It's a great thing to have on hand in case you're in a country with a terrible healthcare system. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code STU at checkout. You'll get a discount. The promo code is STU at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. It's the Jace case from Jace Medical. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, it's $74 million, you know, collectively earning that. You know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. The eloquent words of Senator John Fetterman. Pennsylvania, you've, you, you own this decision. I hope you're proud of it. I'm not exactly sure what he was saying there. It was to the United Auto Workers and talking about, I guess, the executives. Uh, We're always going to make evil people out of the big fat cats or whatever. Um, I think he's trying to say how many yachts do you need to water ski behind? Now, I will say this. I am not much of a boatsman. Um, But is a yacht the type of boat that you would water ski behind? I don't. I don't think so, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that is it. Um, now, of course, Fetterman is not going to wear clothing uh, that is appropriate into his job. Uh, he now is threatening to wear a suit. He finally will dress normally if House jagoffs can avoid government shutdown. This guy is really like the biggest buffoon maybe in the history of government. I mean, I try to think of who I would even compare him to. He's such an idiot. I, I Forget the stroke. The stroke's got nothing to do with him being a complete idiot and buffoon in every single way. And I have a real honest question. Maybe you can answer this in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. But, like, why would the Democrats do this for this guy? Like, he's a total zilch. He's a nobody. Why are they bending the rules for this guy? Like... Okay, if Chuck Schumer said he wanted to wear hoodies in the Senate, I can see them just doing it, right? If Nancy Pelosi says in the House she wants it, maybe they would just do it. But why for this moron, this total loser, why on earth would you bend the rules for this guy?
I really do, I'm fascinated into that question. Uh, there's been a lot of people who want to wear hoodies into the White House or into the, into the, uh, into the government, and they never did anything for them. I'm, give me your answers below. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear them. We are one week away from the next presidential debate. Of course, we'll be doing coverage right here on the program. In fact, special special coverage for you. It is a Blaze TV GOP debate pregame power hour. Yes, we're going to be doing it live on the show. You're going to be you're going to be loving it. I think 8 p.m. Eastern is when it come, uh, comes on. Going to be leading up to the debate. Great panel: Sarah Gonzalez, Jason Buttrell, Dave Landau will be here, and more. Check it out. 8 p.m. A week from tonight. And you can't watch the thing sober, so you might as well watch with us.